Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card podcast feed. Maddie D and I take a look at week 16 in the NFL and all of the crazy playoff scenarios surrounding it. Everything from our Eagles and how they are still alive after beating the Rams to how the Browns could potentially pull off a potential playoff bid. That is right. They are still mathematically alive. And you can find out how unlikely that is within the podcast. We also go through week two of bowl season. We actually start off with that. And we look at all of the different matchups as we're starting to get some of the bigger conferences getting involved from the MAC to the SEC to the NFL. It was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think in the comments. As always, though, you can like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe. Find us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, thunderblogsports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. It was a ton of fun to record. Have a very happy holiday season, and we will see you guys after Christmas. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man, and joining me in person for the first time, I think since July, is my man, Manny What's up, buddy? <laughs> well, not a great start for my bull. Pick them. All right. Two and three. Early results, not great. We'll get into that. Yeah. What's really important in this case, though, to me at least. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Two and four. I missed one there. Two and four. Oh. What's really important to me, though, there you go. is this is a great Monday. Great Monday. Eagles won. The Eagles won. The Eagles won. The Eagles pulled it out. By the way, the biggest uh, point, like spread, biggest uh, biggest underdog, Super Bowl champion underdogs ever. In a game, okay. You read that. So fourteen point underdog going into last night. Yeah. Biggest, biggest underdog. Six to one to win the game. Yeah. What I will say is this, and we're gonna. I know we're gonna get into it a little bit more, but I was, I was impressed. Oh yeah. Really though, with the defense more than the offense. Sure. But not. I, oh, well, we'll get. It. I don't want to get too deep into it. We're yeah. gonna start elsewhere. But I was, I was impressed. It's got everybody talking, including Stephen A. So you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but I really, I mean, it's bowl season now. And I got to tune in a little bit over the weekend. Saw Had a couple, to. a couple fun games, some some weird games as well. Yeah, that's an understatement. I want to kick off the game that I really screwed up on. Okay. Okay. So it's confidence points in my bowl pick'em. Yeah. Right. So hand one, up, by the way, that I forgot to make our poll right. group. So it's for those right. looking for it, my bad. One through forty-one, forty-one bowl games, because that includes the playoff game and the, and the championship games. Yes. And and you rank based on how confident you are that somebody's going to win. So I went bold, yeah. and I took I took the Utah State North Texas bowl game, the uh, the New Mexico bowl, thirty points. I put in confidence. I took North, I took North Texas. Ooh. Four quarterbacks later, yikes! They lost fifty two to thirteen with an interim coach at Utah State. Yeah, 
I mean, when they're... Aggies made a statement. Yeah, their starter throws for 350-plus yards, four TDs. They got a running back going for over a hundo. Big day. Not good there. Not good there. <coughs> um, you know, other games we saw... I was actually high in Middle Tennessee, the Blue Raiders, but they got smoked by Appalachian State. It was also going through a coaching change. Impressive the team came together like that. Um, that's a tough one for me. I thought Middle Tennessee would, would upset the uh, Mountaineers. Uh, I pretty Honestly, the, App State is a, is a hell of a program at this oh, point. Yeah. I mean, you got to be impressed with them, and, and, and they're definitely kind of like that mid-major, like Boise State at this point. They're, they're a yeah. good team. Always um, a threat. Yeah. Now the other one, I mean, honestly, the, the oh, now, I did tune in for North Carolina A&T. The Celebration Bowl? State. Those fans yeah. were out of this world. Yeah. They were so loud all oh, game. Yeah. And, well. You know, you know, that's like their Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they don't, yeah. The, for those that don't know, this is the winner of the SWAC and the MEAC, the two historically black confer- college conferences. And they, just like the Ivy League, their conference champions do not go to the FCS playoffs. So they play this bowl game, the Celebration Bowl, and this is is it. It's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. It was at Mercedes-Benz. I think you're right. It was. I believe the the final scene of the movie Drumline is the halftime show of this game. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Because it was was out of control. Yeah. You could see it, um, these two teams. So... North Carolina A&T is up big early. Alcorn State comes... They come all the way back. Yeah. All the way back. But they were... And and then the punt return. North Carolina, North Carolina A&T returns the punt to go up 24-22. The place almost fell over. I was concerned. I was, I was <laughs> concerned about the safety of the fans at this point. It was incredible to watch. It really was. I was blown away by the fan support. Obviously, like like you said, it's their Super Bowl. The fans came out though. You got to be impressed when the fans come out like that. Oh yeah. It was it was really fun um, to kind of watch. So yeah. Before we get to the last bowl game, Eastern Washington, another Division three. The Division three. They're no no, no they're FCS. FCS, yeah. FCS championship, I yeah. believe. On the on the semifinals. Semifinals. Okay. Yeah. On the red field. Yes. Which, which took one of the people that was watching me going, what the hell are they doing on a red field? Yeah. I said, hey, it's their thing. It's their thing. They're, they're a hell of a problem. Anyway, the one bowl game that I think a lot of people tuned into, though, was the Las Vegas Bowl. Yes. Fresno State, ranked 21st. Arizona State. Arizona State comes in at 7-5. and five, But but still, for the first year, Herb Edwards, pretty good year. Really good year. Especially because a lot of people thought it was going to be a complete disaster. Yeah. And it was a, just a name hire. Right. At and ASU. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll, I, think, I think they'll take their season, if you will. Um, probably the play of the game, though, was the 70-yard interception return by, I think it's An- An- Anthola Kelly. Yeah. Who puts the brakes on twice. Like yes. Fast and furious yes. shit right here. Oh, well, yeah, he stopped, literally stopped on a dime. Yeah. I thought the uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, just like how you saw the Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals, they really put on a show for that game. They did. Both the field, the field looked great, the numbers, that crazy font. Yeah. <clears throat> that also hope, I mean, Ronnie River, sophomore, he had over 200 yards in the game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good guy, Fresno State I mean, team next year. Yeah, it's going to be a good team. This guy's only five, he's a, he's a mini Darren Sproles, 5'8", 175 pounds. You know, I mean... Who knows what we could see out of them mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. forward, but uh, yeah, I mean. So then bowls took a break, yeah. as you would expect. College football, I mean, they can't compete with the NFL with no. this with this level of bowl games. They can't. 
Um, no, and and it's weird because because of when Christmas and New Year's fall, that both this week and next week you get multiple days off without college football. So yeah. you get Saturday, including against the NFL. So good on yeah. them of at least having some. Right. But then they had yesterday off for NFL games, tonight off for Monday Night Football. Next game's tomorrow. And that is the Chera Bundy, formerly Bet the Over Awareness, Boca Raton Bowl. Sponsored by Pardon My Take. I believe there's still some sort of back channel into the game. Um, you, you, if you follow them, I'm sure you'll see the updates, uh, but no free ads. But the Boca Raton Bowl, always an interesting game because, you know, it's FAU Stadium. It's not really like, you know, you, like the New Orleans Bowl, for instance, gets played in the Superdome. Yeah, where Monday Night Football is being played right now, or the you know the Camille Bowl, Raycom Media, like all these different stadiums, they're pretty large. Like the New Mexico Bowl is, is another one where it's like just kind of a weird like it's New Mexico's home stadium. It just kind of it's not a full bowl even. Um, you, FAU's might be, but it's still not a big time. Stadium. Not a big time. Stadium. It's one. It's just a weird game, a weird bowl. But two good teams. We talked about this a little bit last week because we mentioned. UAB because we just that was just a we're happy to see them back they're ten and three in their second year back of having football and I think you could have I mean the over under is forty two in this I think you really could see the possibility of a shootout now the problem is is, is Northern Illinois offense can be a little suspect at times mm-hmm. so that's what you have to watch out there but you know they're only two two and a half point dogs so. If UAB really starts to turn on the Jets, I might think Northern Illinois could match to some point. I think 42 is a good number. I like the over. Gotcha. Well, a couple of things. Do you think Northern Illinois isn't happy to go to Boca Raton right now? Mm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so that'll be really nice for them. Um, when we talk about the UAB story, yes. and they're the favorite here in this game by a little bit, and the betting line is is pretty heavy directed towards them as well. Like I think yeah. you have to say that in this case. Yeah. Um, I'll give you some stats in a minute. I'm going to do a little. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I, uh, I, I'm going to pull for them here. I think. I think just the emotions. Really, honestly, just the emotions of the game is going to be enough for them being back and wanting to go after it. So I like them in this matchup. I guess in this tilt, you are correct. Though. I mean, they can play offense. So we'll see what happens if 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 Northern Illinois. By the way, Northern Illinois, they've got some. They they've got some pro talent. Right yeah. now in the NFL, they, they've produced some hell. They they've produced some pretty pretty good players moving forward. But I, I like Northern Illinois here. I mean, I'm sorry, I like UAB here, and I, I think they can take care of their business um, and and have a really just an awesome season. They're already at ten wins as it is. Yep. So eleven wins would be incredible. Um, so on the spread, you got sixty seven percent of the bets and sixty one percent of the money on UAB. So that's telling you some good. You know, a lot of people picking them. Some of the bigger bigger gamblers taking yeah. UAB and some points. So be a great time, by the way, to get in touch with our partner, yes. Schneckbook. See if you want to put down a bet. Reach out to our guy, Logan. He's coming back east, too. He is. A one-time special. Don't even use the, the promo code RAVAGE. You just find Logan. If you find him in the street and you literally shake him down, he will lower those margins for you. Remember, find Logan. He's pretty easy to find. He's a tall, lanky guy. Uh, he sometimes yells out dad or sounds like Bean. So, Schneckbook. Got to remember that. Like checkbook, but Schneck. 
That that noise. No, that's probably great radio. <laughs> anyway, got another bowl game for you. Wednesday night. The DXL Frisco Bowl. Frisco Bowl. At Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. Between San Diego State, normally good, comes in this year, 7-5. And Ohio, another team, kind of that, you mentioned mid-major. This is MAC football at its finest, 8-4 this year. Perennial bowl game talent. You remember like five or six years ago, they upset Penn State. That's right. These these guys, they're the real deal. Mm -hmm. Ohio comes in a a two-and-a-half point favorite, over-under set at 54. San Diego State, even when they had those really good running backs and stable, really could pump the ball and, and get a lot of points in, they were very inconsistent. They had trouble getting on the road, going east. I like Ohio here. I think two and a half, I think, is a, you know, it's being nice. It's having this game, you know, meaning, you know, a little more a little more action for you Wednesday night football. But Mac team playing on a random weeknight, got to go with the Bobcats here. So I'm on the fence. This is one of the better. I think it's one of the better under the radar matchups, if you will. Um, I actually watched. I got to see Ohio play a little bit. Couple, yeah. couple matches. Uh, I like. I. They haven't, they haven't received any Poppy White. I like San Diego State in this matchup. Do you? I do. I do. Okay. I honestly more so because I haven't been that impressed when I saw when I saw the Bobcats. That that's my honest, honest. Thought on this one, and I, and I and I think San Diego State, I think they can play. We, we you talked about it; they've been kind of a running back factory, if you will, for a long time. Yes. Um, so I'm 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 going that way here on this one. A lot of people like them. A lot of money on San Diego State. So. Well, they have the pedigree too, as well. So yes. I think that's probably why I lean that way. It'll be a fun matchup, though. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun game. Over under fifty four. I was gonna say definitely the kind of matchup that I would would, would want to tune in for in this case. Yeah. Um, Same yeah. thing Thursday. Thursday in the Bad Boy Motor, Motors Gas. You love that Bowl. name. You love that name. I'm really bummed this is in Tampa. And yeah. It's not, in, it's yeah. not on like Gasparilla Island, which is a small little island, probably an hour and a half south of Tampa. You even fly into Sarasota instead of Tampa to really, <laughs> really get down there. Um, it would be just hilarious to see because everybody drives a golf cart. It's like right. that kind of a place, environment. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great game. Another team, another MAC team taking on. A South Florida team who, for a while this year, Matt looked, you know, looked like they could maybe do some damage, and then really ran into that American schedule and really got chopped down. But USF, they really put up the points. They know how to. Marshall can as well. Marshall can really air out the ball. So I like that over at fifty-two and a half. Um, but yeah, really, I guess uh, what it comes down to is: does South Florida? Can, can they shake off their five-game losing streak? Yeah, 7-0 to start the year. Yeah, People thought they were going to go head-to-head with UCF. Like last spot, year. Yeah, for a spot in, the, in, in, a, in a New Year's Six Bowl. And instead they got they, – they just – they were terrible. Yeah. Um, blown out by Tulane. I took another upset here. I took the upset with, with uh, San Diego State over Ohio. And I, and I took South Florida over Marshall here in this one. It's a proud program down there, UCF. Um I love Marshall, but but I, I took UCF mostly because it's kind of a home USF, game. USF, USF. Sorry, mostly because it's a home game. Yes, that's why I like them. That's why the line's so close. They're in Tampa, Florida. They're right there. They're in their backyard. So is that where they're from? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're they're, they're in Tampa, but but they're they're in Florida. Yeah. So um, I mean, Tampa's like northern Florida, like central. No, I, Florida. you're right. You're right. I literally like, central Florida. It's right. Called, you know, or UCF's from Orlando. Excuse me, um, but no. You're right. It's no, there. UCF is in Tampa. 
USF USF, USF. USF. I'm killing myself here. Wow. USF is in Tampa. Wow, good for them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, 52 and a half is the over under here. I love that over. Love that. It over. could be a big time game. By Charlie Strong is the coach of USF. Yes. Former um, Texas. Miami, Texas. He did time in Miami, didn't he, too? Am I wrong? No, maybe I'm wrong. Different guy. No, I'm thinking of Randy Shannon. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. But, Texas, though. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, other than their collapse, he's been really good since then. But, yeah, no, you're 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 correct. You're correct. Oh, Louisville. That's where he was the head coach of yes. for a while, too. Right, right, right. right. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's why I'm taking them. I like because it's in their backyard. Okay. So, we go international for Friday night or Friday afternoon. The Makers wanted Bahamas Bowl. Between Florida International, going international, against the Rockets of Toledo. Some more action for you. Over, under, set at 60.5. Toledo, we remember them from a few years back, can really get the ball going. Can yeah. really fly all over the place. Um, a little bit different of a team this year. They're 7-5. and five. Florida International, same similar story, uh, but both teams' defenses, eh, not really that good. They both let up a ton of yardage. For, uh, Toledo, over 430 yards a game. And Florida International, close to 400 yards a game. Not a lot of passing yards, but a lot of rushing yards. Nearly 200 on the ground against. I like FIU here. Simply for the fact their defense has been a little more consistent, even though they're dogs, they're six and a half point dogs coming into this game. They've played some of these teams that we've talked about and some other teams that are bowl eligible a little tighter. Toledo's had some great wins. They beat a Western Michigan team we're going to talk about in a second. Pretty handedly, too. But I like FAU here for the upset. Yeah. I'm going to fun fact here about Toledo. Okay. Did you know that Nick Saban coached at Toledo? 1990, one year. Wow. And by the way, while he was coaching Toledo, he turned down the application of Urban Meyer to be his assistant coach. Oh. Now, wild. One year there, though. That's so, pretty wild. Fun fact, throw it back. Also, isn't Gary Pinkle a coach somewhere? He Gary. was there as well. Anyway, anyway. Gary Pinkle, Missouri? Maybe that's it. Is that what it is? No. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know if he is still, but he was. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm with you here, though, as well. The only concern I had, and I'm going to look this up right now, FAU running back. FIU. I, FI, sorry, FIU. That's what I wrote. The, yep, yep, FIU, FIU. Let's see. Yes. So, their star running back is not traveling with the team. Okay. Left off the trip due to a domestic violence. Oh. Sean Darius Phillips. Um, it was It's been a rel- relatively decent... Decent running back for them, and, and a guy they like is, is off the roster. So that throws a lot by. I already picked FIU, so I think I'm going to end up going with them here anyway. All right, but stick with your guns. Uh, well, I can't change it now, right? I, I put in there. I put in. So we're going to go with with FIU. But once again, look for Bryant Kobach. That's the running back for Toledo. They like him a lot. By the way, the Toledo Rockets. Right? Isn't that their name? It is. Isn't, isn't that a great name for a great football name. team? I mean, it's a fantastic name for a football team. So anyway, I've got. I'm going to go with uh, Florida, Florida International as well in this case. Love that. Love that. Let's move over to the other Friday. I am game. all upsets, by the way. It's going to be a problem. Go on. Hey, I mean, some people have a system and some people work with yeah, that system. Yeah, there you go. The other Friday afternoon game, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl cool. at Albertson Stadium on the Blue Smurf turf. 
BYU against Western Michigan, another MAC team. BYU is a 12.5 point favorite in this game, and there's a lot of reasons why. Their defense, very solid. Their offense doesn't get a ton of yardage, and they only put up about 25 points a game. But they don't need to, and their defense shuts down their opponents. Western Michigan can put up points, but can let up a lot of points, too. Mm -hmm. We mentioned that game to Toledo. They lost 51-24. They lost to an Ohio team that we just talked about, 59-14, 41-42, loss in overtime against Ball State. And then they beat Northern Illinois, who we talked about a few minutes ago. Very inconsistent. A lot of points, a lot of yards they allow. I like BYU here. I don't know if they necessarily cover the 12.5 point spread, but I like BYU to win this game. Yeah, I'm all over BYU on this one. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson's fantastic. Um, I, I BYU can play. By the way, so Western Michigan, they're best at running, and BYU's awesome at playing the run, so that's going to be a problem here in this case. Um, Very good point. I think this is going to be an ugly win. I think BYU, like, in a, like BYU smokes them. I have BYU oh, all the way. Oh, you think it's just a complete? Oh yeah, absolutely. Complete dusting. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna hammer Western Michigan. This isn't a game to run to the bar to for Friday happy. No, hour. I'm not. I, I mean, I might turn it break. on for a minute, but I'm not. I'm not diving in. All right. No, I think it's gonna be a smoke. Absolute smack. All right. So we get Friday. No Friday night bowls. Probably. I would assume ESPN just says basketball NBA. Yeah. Friday yeah. night NBA. Um, so we go to a loaded Saturday, and we actually start to get some real, some real games here. We start off Memphis Wake Forest in the Jared Birmingham Bowl in Birmingham at Legion Field. Memphis comes in a three and a half point favorite. Seventy four is the over under. We talked about Wake Forest a ton on this podcast during the regular season. Yes, we season. Yes, we did. We've talked about Memphis too. Yes. Both Teams put up an ass ton of points. Mm-hmm. Brady White, Memphis QB, over three hundred yard or three thousand yards on the year, twenty five touchdowns. I like Memphis to win this game. I do think it's going to be a shootout because Wake Forest can put up points. Memphis's defense can be suspect at times, but I love Memphis here. Yeah. So a couple of things. I think I agree with you. Hundred percent shootout. Memphis might rush for four hundred yards. Is Henderson playing their excellent running back? Because I heard reports that he's in or out, and so okay. that that. Alone throws me off a little bit. If he doesn't play, I'd have to side with Wake Forest in this one. Really? But that being said, I took Memphis with the impression. He's out. Okay. I took Memphis in the pick'em before I knew that. I'm gonna flip flop here. I'm gonna take Wake Forest in this one. Okay. Because I think they're gonna be able to throw all over the Memphis. De- I mean, I mean all over the Memphis defense. Um, he averaged nine yards a carry over the last two years. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. Greg Dorch is an excellent wide receiver for, for Wake Forest, who really, really, I mean, after what they lost coming into this year, has done a great job. I, I know that they, they ended the season 6-6. Six and six. This is still a very good football team, and I think they, I do think they take Memphis in this one. To the bowl. I, this, is, this is the first bowl game, by the way, and the next one we're going to talk about. These are the first two where I was like, really want to sit down and see. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, other ones I, I Wake tuned Forest in. has been fun to watch yeah. all year. They had yeah. that Friday night game against BC. Mm-hmm. Probably about in the middle of the season. Uh, no, it was in September. I'm looking at the schedule now. 41-34 loss at yeah. home against the Golden Eagles. But it was enough for me to think that they might do something against Notre Dame, which I was dead wrong on. That being said... In the games that they should win, they show up and really put it on opponents. Yeah. The only game you could really make the argument that they didn't do that was Tulane. That was a road game. 
later in the season on the road at a ranked NC State team. They won 27-23. The only game that I really would that you really have to wonder what happened was the next game, which I think they had an emotional letdown after an emotional win, where they lost to Pitt at home, but they made up for that with a huge win against the Duke Blue Devils. I can see that here, especially with a running back out, Memphis is, that is. Uh, for Wake Forest to come with it. That's why I bet the over rather than bet a winner. But if yeah, I had yeah, to yeah. pick one, I'm still going to go with Memphis. Okay. Because of Wake Forest's inconsistencies. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a barn burner. Um, now, oh, I yeah. thought the next game on the list was what I was like, got to see it. Yeah. It's Houston taking on Army in the Armed Forces Bowl out in Fort Worth, Texas. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Armed Forces I'm Board. on G. Carter Stadium. Yeah. Not Jerry World. There you go. Here's my problem. Not only is Ed Oliver the most likely top 10 pick defensive tackle out for Houston, their quarterback, Derek King, is out with an injury. So you're down quarterback playing Army, who, by the way, should be ranked. Aren't they ranked? Well, they were ranked in the final AP poll, weren't they? Not, not, not the F, not, not the, the, not college, the, not college, the college football, football playoff poll, because they didn't play Navy yet. Oh, they had that's one right. less win. Right. That's right. They shut down Oklahoma, right? They lost 28-21 in overtime against arguably the best offense in college football. They, they, they shut down a very good Buffalo offense as well. This is a great Army team. Without King and Oliver, I don't think this one is close. And I'm taking Army all the way. In fact, this is the one I would bet on if I was putting money down. I really okay. like Army in this They game. are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like them more than that. I, I think they're just – I don't think Houston's going to be able to score. I mean, that's yeah, how I good Army's defense is. Over-under oh. is still at 60, which I'm shocked by. Me too. I, where are they going to get all the Shocked that from? number's there. Blown away by that one. Especially is the fact that, that Army, as you mentioned, shuts down good offenses. Yep. Granted, Colgate's an FCS team, but Colgate had one of the better offenses in the country – and they only let the, the Raiders of the Hated Gate score 14 points there. And they only put up 28. Yeah. I mean, that's against an FCS team. They did that against Lafayette the week before. 31-13 was the final in that game. Air Force, they won 17-14. 17-10, they won in the Army-Navy game. So they don't really put up a ton of points. Eastern Michigan, they scored 37 against on yeah. the road. But still, 60, especially when Houston doesn't really have a ton on their side of the ball. That's a lot to get to... The over-under. Yeah, I like the under. I like Army. I agree with you. Um, and that brings us to another great game. Well, it's kind of a weird game in this case. It's a weird, weird, weird game. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's Buffalo versus Troy. and It's effectively a home game for, for Troy. Troy. 75 miles away. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Mobile. Yeah, yeah Mobile, Alabama, Mobile. the Dollar General Bowl. Yeah, Buffalo comes in. You mentioned a very solid offense. They average over 400 yards a game, 35 points, only allowed 25. Troy a little more uh, inconsistent there, a little less than 30 a game. They score. They let up 21 points a game. Yeah. Uh, not a ton of yards for, for Troy. Um, coming out of the Sun Belt, it's an interesting conference to emerge from, especially if you're 9-3. and three. Uh, they lost to an App State team, and they really got shut down really early on in that. Yeah. In the the schedule there, didn't make a conference championship game like Buffalo did. They played Northern Illinois and lost yeah, yeah. by a point. Um, I like Buffalo here. Okay. Yeah. A couple things. Let's talk about Buffalo real quick. You need to know about their quarterback. Yep. Tyree Jackson. 
on some boards, he's the fifth rated quarterback. What round is that? Like second or third rounds? Well, there's first round potential. Oh, from Norton Shores, Michigan. Yep. Let's go, baby. Forced first round potential for this dual threat guy. He he can play. Like this guy can play no. football. Six um, seven. Yeah. Two fifty. Oh yeah. This guy's Holy a big time prospect. Shit. Same kind of same kind of small school like like a like an Allen like a Josh yep. Allen like a Carson Wentz. We're looking at the same kind of guy here. Yeah. A little more mobile. Well, maybe not mobile, but more than Carl. But honestly, well, Allen's running around too, like right now in the NFL. But he can play. So this is going to be a fun game to watch. I have Buffalo as well. I do know it. I know they, they've struggled a little bit. I Does he been running less this year? I'm looking at some of his numbers. He hasn't really been running. Yeah. He made a little more as the season went on, but not a yeah, ton early No, on. but I think I think the idea is he has the ability to, right? Okay. Like, like, like Carson like does. Carson does. Yeah. He doesn't have to, but he can. He's not okay. He's not a statue yeah. in the pocket. He's not a Joe Flacco. Great Three rushing team. touchdowns against Miami. Yeah. He has six touchdowns a day. Holy the shit. The hell of a player right here. Yup, this guy can play. Jesus. By the way, if you think... Oh, wait, I've heard of Buffalo before. Cleo Mack. Yep. Buffalo, 2013. Yep. Um, yeah, like I said, he's got some potential. So whether he goes or not, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you got you got to lock in. So we're gonna we're gonna find out, and we're gonna see what. T- uh, six, yeah, six six seven two forty five. I mean, oh my god! Holy! Oh no, god. I love that. That game's gonna be a lot of fun. Saturday night football, a little prelude to next Saturday, and, yeah. and what we got going on with the yeah. playoffs. But yeah, I mean. Not, I mean, it's an interesting weekend because you have this loaded Saturday. And you think at the, the the Hawaii Bowl featuring Hawaii, um, who gets listed as the away team on ESPN, which I don't know why that They're is. just being nice. Yeah, They're I guess like, so. Wait, so. We have to help these guys a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's... Hawaii, though, despite having an 8-5 record, has a sub, as a negative, I should say, not sub 500, a negative point differential. Louisiana Tech is barely a point yeah. in terms of their point differential. Hawaii is good offensively, but terribly defensively. They have a negative yard differential. Insane there. They beat San Diego State, a team we talked about a few minutes ago, but very inconsistent otherwise. They let a 50-burger Fresno State, 56 to Utah State, 40 to Nevada. Ugh, really? They're just kind of an ugly bowl, but it's bowl season. Yeah. Even spread. It's a pick-em match. 61 points to clear for the over-under. I don't know if I necessarily have a dog in this game, but that might be something I'm chilling out on a Saturday night and decide to throw that on after going to go into the Sixers game. They're playing the Raptors, looking for a little revenge. Come on home, flip this guy on. Well, the Rainbows with the Rainbow Warriors, but the Rainbows... I think because this is a home game, I'm, I I took him here yeah, as well. I'm not a yeah. big. I'm not really. Wasn't really high on Louisiana Tech anyway. No. Um, I trust. I trust the offense a little bit more of Hawaii to get it done. But I really think. I mean, honestly, if you're if you're, the Haka. if you're La Tech, you're like, oh my god, we're in Hawaii. This is great. Yeah. You're probably not getting up for the bowl game. So I'm taking Hawaii here. Do you think they get a like a? You know how like some bowl games give out like playstations. Do you think? What do you think they get? He's just like, oh, you're in a fucking five star resort. I was going to say they shouldn't give him anything. They're yeah. going to visit Hawaii, yeah. so get over it. But I don't know. I mean, that'd be a weird one to see. But um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see if this might be one of the ones where I might be a little too tuned up, and I don't, I don't catch it on a Saturday night. If you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I mean I, Saturday uh, at ten thirty, you're going to either be 
at a bar watching this or asleep. Asleep. <laughs> uh, um, or me coming home from a basketball Hawaii game. Hawaii is always fun to watch. They always have a great okay. Cole McDonald, 35 touchdowns this year, almost 4,000 yards, just under 4,000 yards passing, 3790. The most um, west of the West Coast offense. Yeah. John Ursa for Hawaii. 89 receptions, 1,343 yards, and 16 touchdowns. That's a hell is of a receiver Is there. it Ursua? It's probably Ursua. Yeah, you're right. It's Ursua. I screwed that up. I said Ursua. It's definitely Ursua. Definitely Let's see if we, we can get a picture of this guy. It sound, that sounds like a very Hawaiian last name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's Hawaiian. Yeah. From Kalua Kona, where you get, I would assume, the Kona blend in coffee. Uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like a, a Hawaiian Sam Bradford, if you look, look at him, Matt. But anyway, we move. So that's Saturday. We then get week 16 of the NFL, which Matt and I are going to talk about in just a second. But to give you guys a little bit of housekeeping, Matt and I are going to try to record next week's podcast, the college football playoff preview in week 17 of the NFL, as boring as that might be, especially considering how this next weekend could affect everything. But we're going to try to record it on either Wednesday, the 26th of December, the day after Christmas, or on Thursday. We're still hammering out the details because of our various plans with the holidays. I'm sure you guys can understand that. So we are going to go through through both Wednesday and Thursday's games because Wednesday, no matter what, if we record a Wednesday night, these games would be either over or the Cal-TCU game would be just starting when we're recording. But we're also going to go through the Thursday games, and if we record next Wednesday, we'll remind you, you know, we said, oh, Temple Duke is going to go like this, blah, 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 blah. Sound good to you, Matt? I, I'm in. Yeah. I, I think it's All a great right. idea, just in case. And you know what? Just if, in case. If we jump on earlier, then, then we'll have a great time anyway. Exactly. And we'll be able to talk. We can live some live updates. By the way, quick live update. Oh, NFL 7-6. Carolina still leads. New Orleans is about to punt. Two field goals yeah. from the Saints? Yes. It's good and for it's me. late, late, My late in the second in the uh, second quarter at this yes. point. By the way, the Sixers down four on the road right now. Yes. About five minutes left in the second. Second end of a back-to-back. Yeah. This is a, a this is a great bowl game we're going to watch this um, the next one here on our list to kick off the yep. post Christmas games. Yep. So jumping to Wednesday. Yes. In Cotton Bowl. By the way, it's not in the Cotton Bowl anymore because that stadium's decrepit. It is in it is in Arlington. It's in. Oh, it's not. It's yeah. not being played at. No, the they don't. Play, the they don't play. Thunder Bowl. I don't believe they play it in the actual stadium anymore. I'll, I'll double check here for us. But I've been. Told I have they, it on ESPN. Cotton Bowl. You sure? I mean, you double check. All right, please. I'll double check. I'll double check. Yeah. This is the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl between. Oh, you know what? You're right. Boston no, no, no. I'm thinking of State. the actual Cotton Bowl yeah. isn't played in the Cotton Bowl. That's yeah. what I'm confused about. Okay. No, you're right. This is going to be in the old Cotton Bowl, which is, which is old. Yes, um, it's very old. Yeah. Anyway, a great matchup here, though. A great matchup. It is Boston College, a team, another team I think should be ranked. I don't know why they aren't ranked. I mean, they're seven and five, but they had some great games. Throughout the season, versus ten and three Boise State, which they you know a couple different things change for Boise State. They're possibly in New York's New Year's Six Bowl. I almost said New York Six. I mean, really, if they you could lose to Oklahoma State and still be fine. I mean, they beat Fresno State, they'd be eleven and two. But really, you don't lose to San Diego State. Yeah. Think about if they were twelve and one. I would say, well, I, well, I was going to say that. I mean, they, they would be simmering at the door. Obviously, UCF would have ruined that. Might but have, but you might, up. if you're the committee, and that's why you bring the human. You bring the human right, aspect. You like, in. Boy, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I want to talk about Boston College before we jump in Boise State because yeah. I think one of the reasons they're not ranked is they had a little bit of a disappointing season because they came in and, and really they – I know Miami was there, but a lot of people thought they were going to be the, the dark horse. We thought they were going to be the dark horse for a while. A.J. Dillon, their excellent running back. Seven and five. They lose to Purdue big early. Tight game loss on the road to NC State. Yeah. The, the problem is they lost three in a row at the end of the year. I mean, it was yeah. a tough slate at the end of the year, but three in a row. Florida State's tough. That's the only one that you really That's can't a bad forget loss, to lose. Right. But they lose to Clemson. They lose at Florida State. And they lose at home to Syracuse. You can forgive the Clemson loss. I can forgive Syracuse. You can, but if you want to be a great ranked team, you got to beat somebody. Yeah, but the and that's the problem is they really don't. Have, but they really don't have. What are their quality wins? I mean, yeah, they beat Wake Forest and Temple. Uh, they, they beat a bad Miami team. The problem with with where BCU falls into is that they get really blown up on defense. They allow they allow almost 400 yards a game. It's not 300 yards in the air, but it might as well be because against the good teams they play, they let up a lot to the air, including the Syracuse. Really good quarterback they have that we talk about all the time in Eric Dungey. But yeah, I mean they can they can get picked apart a lot, and I think I think this is this is Boise State's to really screw up. Right. Well, in and, this game, yeah, and Brett Ripon, the Boise State quarterback, he's a senior. This guy has been incredible for them. Probably going to be on a, at least on an NFL roster next year. Um, they and they. By the way, they show up for bowl games too. Yes. I mean, this is a bowl game special. We all know the famous hook and ladder. Um, they lost Whoa. to Florida State. Boise State did? No, no. Oh. I mean, I mean Boston College. Boston College, yeah. And that's not again in- inconsistencies. Not yep. good. So I'm taking Boise State here. Pretty confident in this one as well. Like I said, really like what Ripon brings to the table. Yeah. I think they get it done um, in the old Cotton Bowl, if you will. Yes, I totally agree with you there. Let's move on. Still on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon now. Okay. The Quick Lane Bowl. A little Big Ten ACC showdown, and we're not talking about the college basketball uh, showdown competition that I don't think is really for anything anymore. But Minnesota and Georgia Tech in this ball game. Georgia Tech with a new coach. Well, not for this game, though. Not for this game. He hasn't retired yet. Yes. But go on. But I think because of that, and you hit the nail on the head because he's retiring, this is one last win for the old ball coach. This is Lloyd Carr retiring from Michigan. They come out and blow out Florida. Yeah. That was a Tim Tebow-led Florida. That's right. That's right. You're this right. This is that kind of a game. Paul Johnson deserves it. Yeah. And and more than Lloyd Carr, this might be one of the last times you see this kind of offense. Yeah. Not a lot of teams that run the triple offense anymore. Paul Johnson does. Obviously had a lot of success at Navy. Brought it over to Georgia Tech, who always were a thorn in the side because you're not used to it. Now, Minnesota is on the way up. I don't want to... I agree with that. They are not a good rush defense. No. And And that's the problem. Right. So, not only are they not a good rush defense, Paul Johnson's last game. You know Georgia Tech's coming to play. I like Georgia Tech here as well um, for that reason. But if you're a Golden Golden Gophers fan, stay on course with this team. They're a good team. They are on the way up. So we will see what happens uh, as as they walk. It's going to be a very entertaining game. Over-under set at 57.5. A lot for a triple option team. That said, I mean, it could be a game where it's just back and forth haymakers on the ground because P.J. Fleck, he he can really do some damage too. Yeah. I mean, you saw what he did. When he was still rowing the boat on the other side of Lake Michigan over at, I guess, Minnesota's closer to Lake Superior. Anyway, at Western Michigan. 
and I, you know, they can still they can still do get the job done here. I mean, they had that nice emotional win against Wisconsin. They, you know, they almost pulled it out, almost ten point loss to Northwestern. They beat Purdue, the team that embarrassed Ohio State. Yeah, that's why they're not in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> so, you know, it could be could be a ton of fun. But I, you know, Paul Johnson's last game, he got a. Yeah. Got to get up for that. No, I agree with you there. Drives right into our next one, which really is a tale of two seasons for both these teams. So you've got California versus TCU in the Cheez-It Bowl in uh, Chase Field, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, okay, a couple things. Are Let's, you surprised for one they don't play more football at Chase Field? Yes. Yeah. It's They play a game at fucking Yankee. They play multiple games yeah. at Yankee by the way, Stadium By the way, for those year. who don't know, Chase Field's a baseball That's stadium. That's where the Diamondbacks play. Yeah. It, by the way, it is a... Really cool baseball stadium. Yeah. And, it, and it's very open. It's a dome. It opens. I mean, it's yes. very cool. It's going to be a beautiful I game. I can't tell you what exact bullpen card podcast it was, but Greg gave a very nice breakdown of it when he came back from Arizona yeah. and went to it. Uh, but yeah, it's awesome to see. They have a pool. You're going to see a lot of shots. That's a big pool shot game. There you go. There you oh, go. Yeah. Hopefully the roof will be open. Weather is nice. But um, this is a tale of two teams. What I mean by that is Cal... Cal is recovering. Program has some history. They've had some really good players come out of Cal. Mm-hmm. They had kind of an, uh, a slightly surprising season, if you will, ranked shortly for a little bit. Problem with Cal is they've got nothing on offense. Now, no. TCU, we all remember TCU, Ohio State, this was like, this was the big game. People thought, uh-oh, you know, TCU could upset them. They've had a bad year. Yeah, really, really big letdown of a year for the Patterson Really crew. bad year. Um, and so, uh, shock here, Patterson. This is not a normal defense for him. You know, no. normally he's, and we, they thought, we thought they would be a great defense. A couple things I'll mention, just to start. As bad as his defense is, it's not the TCU, but Cal's offense is that bad. Like, for example, Stanford has had a not Stanford-level defense this year and still shut down Cal, which is why I'm taking TCU in this one. To the bank. Just don't think Cal has enough this year. I like where they're headed, but I don't think they have enough in this bowl game. I think Gary Patterson's too proud, if you will. I'm going to put it this way. This is a Big 12 team and a normally offensive Pac-12 team. It's basically a pick of a one-point spread with Cal as a favorite. And I, I agree with you. I think TCU is going to win this game. The over-under, Matt, is set at 39.5 for a Big 12 team. Not their total points. The total for the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be an ugly game. It's kind of snuck in at, as a Wednesday night nine o'clock game. Excuse me. I mean, again, this is a game you come watch for the pool. Yeah, I think that's what I think. That's the the best thing we can tell our, our listeners out there. Let's go though to Thursday in possibly the best single day of matchups. Is that is that stretching too far? Does the last game run it? Last well, or the middle game, the middle game. Excuse me. No, no. You, I well, no. I actually would. I'm, I like the middle game a lot. Yeah. The Thursday, I, I'm okay with that. No, I, two right. big name programs. No, I. So the first I think game, it's one of the best slates. No, I would agree. I mean, so the first game we got it, the Independence Bowl up in Shreveport, Louisiana, between Temple and Duke. Matt, this could be a lot of fun to watch. Did you see Temple's um, interim coach get fired up for this game? He no. was hot. He is all about this. He said, "Yay." We're bringing it in Shreveport. We want this victory. I want Temple here so bad. Now, do you know that Shreveport used to have a CFL team? Really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. 
the CFL once made a very big push to go into America, and they picked all these different like college football towns. It like lasted for like two years. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Want to give a shout out here, by the way, Duke, Shade, Shade brother Patrick. Yes. Tackle for Duke. He's gonna Shade, be out. Shade is a is a friend of ours. Yes. Shout yes. out to Shade. Left um, us a very nice review. Yes, he did. Brother's not really? gonna, brother's really? out. Not gonna be playing. Dinged up. That's a bummer. Because if not, I'd be pulled. He's going down to the game. Is no, no, he won't. No, because brother's not. Let's say we could give we could get send out the credentials. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I got to pull for Temple in this one. I also think Temple's in a good spot. Oh, they're in a great spot. Now, now, Temple is like a coaching, like, feeding ground. Yeah. Like, you want to groom a coach, you send him to Temple. Yeah, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. But remind the viewers. The well, listeners. first of all, they've had a ton of coaches in and out. Jeff Collins, who took over for um, Matt Rule, who went to Baylor. Who took over D- for... Uh, no, Dazio? Steve Dazio. He went to Boston College. Dazio. Yeah, I don't know why. And I'm missing something else as well. Collins is, Collins is on his way to Georgia Tech. In comes Manny Diaz, who is the defensive coordinator for Miami. So they've got another. So if you want, by the way, if you want to coach a big time program, go to Temple. Go to Temple, and they'll send you on. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, but we'll see. And he's not going to coach. At the same coach. time, Temple responds very quickly. They yeah. leave when Ed these Foley guys go. Foley is the interim coach, by the way. When these guys go to big programs, they leave them in a good spot, not just for a bowl game. Matt Rule left two years ago, right? right. Three years ago. And they're already 8-4 and four again. They're already looking pretty solid. I like Temple here as well. I think Duke, again, I mean, they had a really good start to the year. They were ranked for a little bit. We thought, remember, remember they were 6-0? and oh, And we thought, oh, shit, like they could have some sort of backdoor way of really affecting the college football playoff. Oh, haha! Ha, look at us with that because they got fucking smoked by Clemson, yeah, and by Wake Forest. But again, a lot of inconsistency shown from the Blue Devils, and yeah. Temple has been anything but inconsistent. Right, it's been complete. Scared the crap out of UCF. Steady Eddie, great game. Steady Eddie consistency mm-hmm. from the from the Owls, and I'm not just saying that because I live a half a mile from the giant Temple T building, right. Yeah, I'm going with the Owls here. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm going to take it here as well. 55 point over under, which I feel like it's low for this game. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I would agree with low. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, offense is playing great. Yep. So, I, I like him. By the way, Duke is still a really underrated program. Oh, for sure. On a consistent basis. I give him a lot of credit. Cutcliffe is a great coach. Yeah, he's been doing he's a great done job a great job. Great job down there, yeah. Next one is the game that we were kind of figuring out, okay, what's going to happen here? The Pinstripe Bowl. Yes, in Yankee Stadium. Two big time programs coming yep. in here, without a doubt. Wisconsin, disappointing. <coughs> Definitely a dis. I mean, they were ranked. Some people thought they were going to go to the playoff this year, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people thought they yep. were going to go to the playoff. Against Miami, who coming off a somewhat disappointing but really good return, like turnout season for Mark Rick. Also, really disappointing year for them as well. Well, disappointing second half of the season. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, and they were ranked again. People thought they could do it. Miami can't figure out the quarterback position. No. Wisconsin is disappointing as they are have been, still has one of the top five running backs in college football, Jonathan Taylor, who needs like how many yards? 11. 2,000? Yeah. Has 11 had a yards. great season. I just think I just think Wisconsin pounds away at Miami. I think so too. To give a, a little bit of a stat, stat breakdown, Miami defense has been good statistically, only 18 points allowed per game. 
270 yards allowed per game. Pretty solid there, but I, I agree with you. I think it's something where they played in a very weak coastal division. We just went over that with Duke as well. And, yeah, I think you keep handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor. You play, you get a little play action thrown around in there. And, yeah, Wisconsin gets the job done here. Over-under is set at 48. Wisconsin is a three-and-a-half-point dog, I should mention. Um, Over-under set at 48. Uh, I like Wisconsin. Yeah, that's a I weird, really do. That's a, weird, that's a weird over-under number for this game. I'd stay away from the total. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'd go, I mean, 145 on the money line for Wisconsin. All day, baby. All yeah. day. The next game might be really fun. This is going to be a really great game. First of all, Baylor. It, 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 well, you got to love their style. Speaking, speaking of, of Matt Rule, yeah, you know they're under man because of the sanctions. Yep. They're playing by the seat of their like they just they're just all over the map. Um. They were one of eleven last year, by the way. Yep. And now they're in a bowl game. Yep. You got to give a lot of credit to Matt Rule, exactly. who is either making his case. To stay there long term, yep. or making his case to go to a bigger program with what he's put together at yes. Baylor. I would agree with that. Yeah, Vandy, on the other hand, is at six and six in the SEC is an impressive. I mean, for them to be bowl eligible this year, I, I think is 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 something to say. I I I'm impressed with Vanderbilt in this case. Yeah, I'm. I like Vanderbilt a lot in this game. As much as we were just giving Matt Rule a ton of praise. His team struggles to score against solid teams. Vanderbilt, partially just a a associative property of playing the SEC, of just what they've been able to do. Yeah. But they've done well against very good teams. They only let Kentucky score 14 points on them. And in Kentucky, we saw, can put up some points. They only let, I mean, they let up almost 200 yards in the ground a game. But I still don't think that's a big issue for them. Yeah. They're and a pretty good run defense. They are. Yeah. When you go against the SEC run Exactly. Backs, Statistically, you have to put some sort of adjuster of the SEC on here. So Vanderbilt comes in as a six-point or five-point favorite, excuse me. And, yeah, I think they cover that. I think it's five because a touchdown could be the difference. Yeah. This could go to overtime. But, yeah, I like them by, like, touchdown maybe ten points. Look, name a bad loss. They lose 22-17 to Notre Dame. Yep. That's their first loss of the season. Now, they get blown up by South Carolina. That's a bad loss at home. I'll give them that one. But other than that, you lose to Georgia. Okay. Georgia's incredible. You lose to Florida in a barn burner, 37-27. They're a great team this year. Lose to Kentucky, like you said, 14-7. That's a great loss. Missouri on the road. road. Missouri by three, by by, uh, by four points. Uh, Five points, excuse me. Those are six losses. Other than the South Carolina loss, five losses to teams that are either ranked or in Missouri's case yeah. Missouri's right now like these are they put up 27 points against the Florida defense we were praising all you right I, I give the Commodores credit you, you know what you'd say it's somewhere to build on but the problem in the SEC is it's really not it's the problem Vanderbilt's going to have either to catch magic in a bottle like Kentucky did or they're just going to but by the way 6-6 six and six and, bo- six and, six and eligible is a successful year in my opinion oh, for, for, this, sure. for this for this Commodores team I like them in here as well um, I think they take it I think they take care of business uh, and I think they win over Baylor because of their consistency. Yeah. But by the way, I'm not my confidence level isn't super high here. No, because Baylor could no, come out is, uh, and just go bonkers on you. And, yeah, this um, is a game you you go to the total 55. Yeah, both defenses can be very can be very spotty. Look at injuries and stuff. Game time because it's a high number. Yeah, in a game that could go 
any which way, but stay away from the spread. Either. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you there. I, a couple of things to think on here. Great spread. We are about to get into the, the real, real deal games coming oh, in yeah. after this. Which so we're going to talk about next oh, week. We're not touching it yet. I just want to let you know. But this is a good one. First of all, Always leave them wanting more. let me talk about a couple reasons to potentially watch because there are there's a lot of pro prospects here. Jonathan Taylor of the of the of the um, uh, Wisconsin is a guy to watch that you need to tune in to see. So there's yes. one guy. There's one guy to pop. We already talked about Ed Oliver and Tyree Jackson came up as well. Um, and we talked about Memphis Tigers. Daryl Henderson. Uh, sorry, I don't know if it's Daryl, but Henderson's a running back. So there are a number of professional prospects that are playing over the next couple weeks. Tune in; you'll learn a lot about them um, and kind of go from there. So it's important. This is where you find out your next superstar. There's a Hurricanes linebacker whose name escapes me who is really good as well. Some people have him linked to the Eagles. But one more story out of college I do want to bring up, and that is a story of Georgia right now. Now, for those of you who don't know, Georgia's current quarterback is Jake Fromm. Mm -hmm. Guy started as a freshman, took him all the way to the national championship game, can flat out play. Now, this year coming in, is the number one overall prospect in all football, Justin Fields. Yep. Dual threat guy. Trevor Lawrence, the starter for Clemson, was ranked lower than Fields. Now, Fromm hangs on to his job all year because he's a great quarterback. Very, very good. Yes. This guy looks like a first-round pick, by the way. Fields is now considering transferring. He is transferring. Is, is that official? I heard yeah. there was rumors. Okay. I at least I thought I saw tonight that it was official. Okay, I heard, I heard, I heard he's recorded. talking about it. He's going to travel with the team. This is where I think I think this is the mistake. I get a guy coming in and but Fields knew that Fromm was there. Yep. When he signed up to play for Georgia. This wasn't a secret. He watched Fromm play in the college football championship last year. I think he should have to sit out a year. And it looks like he's going to. There's not going to be a hardship waiver. I know yep. he's the number one overall prospect. You knew going into it. You're a free agent as a college recruit. Oh yeah. Right? And you're the number one overall prospect. Hear, Any program would take you. You hear basketball Clemson. free agents. You hear football free agents. Yeah. Even hockey free agents. You yeah. hear that talk about this. This is the first time that picking college is the last time they get to actually pick where they go to play for 10 years, basically. Yeah, so they're a free agent. Right, because yeah. they got to fight. Yeah. So I am I struggle a little bit with him wanting to transfer because he knew what he was getting into and he didn't beat out from. Sure. I mean, look, I hope the kid has a ton of success. I hope he goes somewhere and yeah. does great. But he's going to have to sit out a year. And the problem with Fromm is Fromm's a true sophomore. So he's got two more. I mean, he's, he's One got of the crazy thing is, is that you see people at Alabama, guys that do it all the time, mm-hmm. that just sit there and waiting. I used to use Trent Richardson as the example because he did that behind Mark Ingram. But yeah. Trent Richardson's not the best example. Didn't now work out. The I, know. NFL, I know. But he was good enough that he was the number three overall pick in the NFL draft. Well, you think of some of their defensive backs yeah. who pop up every year. Like Ronnie Harrison, who just went on IR for the Jags, but he he wasn't a starter until this year. Yeah. Uh, Quinnen Williams is a great defensive lineman you didn't even hear about last year, and now he's. Now he's, and I think he's only a true sophomore, but he's been he's been incredible. Yes. So no, you're correct. I, I you know, Alabama has shown the blueprint. Think yeah. of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Of course. And by the way, <laughs> I thought that was one of the most professional, team-oriented press conferences he gave after that victory over Georgia. He said, "Look, he said that of course he was frustrated not playing. You want to hear a player say that? If if a player goes, no, no, I'm fine being on the bench. That's not the player you want. He said, of course, but I'm here for the team." If I was any other college program, I'd be like, Jalen, I want you to come here and play. 
because you seem like a team-oriented guy. So we'll see what happens. So anyway, just wanted to point out, don't think it's the best looks for Fields, but hey, you got at the end of the day, you got to be selfish about your future. So if he wants to go somewhere else, Michigan's available. It's true. I do like the McCaffrey guy. Nope. Kid, but but anyway, I digress. He'll probably go somewhere in the south if I had to guess. Probably Alabama. Probably. <laughs> LSU would be a good spot for him. That would be a great spot. I'm I mean, sure that Georgia won't let him go there. If I was Georgia, I'd say, no, 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 not the SEC. Go Tiger. We're going some gumbo. Go football. Go defense. Go Tiger. Should we go to the NFL? Well, yes. Yep. Quick update, I believe. I think Cam threw a Pick. It's halftime. It's seven six at halftime. Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Christian McCaffrey single season yardage record just said it. Oh. Quick halftime check. The Sixers not good. No, 16, it's really bad. Really bad. Sixty to forty nine after a good first quarter. Yeah, really struggled. Know. Yeah, it's not what you're looking for. Let's think the culprit here. Joel Embiid over five from three six sixteen from the field. Not a great look for him. I, he honestly. And Jimmy Butler's two of eight in the field as well, and they're getting, sh- of course, as usual. They're coming off of flying from Cleveland. I, I understand, like... but can, I know DeRozan's a superstar, but he's got sixteen already. Yeah. I just want to see us not let a guard score forty points. Like, come on, Sixers! Yeah, that's tough. Come that's on! Tough. It's not okay. Anyway, it's not okay. But anyway, let's jump over. I, I digress. Digress on my anger there for a moment. NFL Week Fifteen. Chaos ensued. Complete chaos. Yes. That includes the Eagles winning. Yes. The Patriots lost to the Steelers. The Browns won two in a row, or their second straight. And they went two in one weekend, although that'd be great. The Texans won again, and now are in the driver's seat for... Number two seed? Possibly for the number one seed? Okay, well, let's jump. The madness began Thursday. Yeah. With one of the yes, best we, Thursday we, night matchups ever. Can we, can we now, before we jump into the game itself... This had to easily be the best Thursday night season. It's been pretty good. Did Fox handpick the games? Or how did the NFL figure this out? Because coming into this year, like there was at least every other week there was a great game. Right, right. Well, let's break down the Thursday games. Obviously, week one, a defensive showdown, Eagles-Falcons. Yeah. We're talking goal line stand. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yep. Week two was ravens Bengals, which at the time... At the time, we it was a big-time matchup. Yeah. And it was. Bengals won 34-23. Still a really good game. A little bit of a dud, kind of, week three. But the Browns won. Won against the Jets. Yeah. That's right. I, thought so, that was, I forgot so that was a Thursday night It game. wasn't a great matchup, but it was. I, I tuned in. What I was fired story. up. Week four, you get Rams-Vikings. Yep. I mean, get up for that. 38-31, Rams win. Vikings went after it. Goff had five touchdowns, over four, almost 500 yards passing. I mean, we're now talking about, now the slate's getting huge. How about Patriots-Colts? Yep. An old-time rivalry. Andrew Luck's back. Patriots dominated that game, but still, it's the kind of game you at least turn on to start. Week six, Eagles-Giants. Now, not the matchup huge. they were expecting. But it was huge. But for us Eagles fans, we tuned in. It was, we, we were dominant in that game. We thought we were going in the right direction. Week 7, Broncos-Cardinals. Not a good matchup, but you're going to get a couple of those. You're going to get a couple of those. That's fine. Yeah, there's a couple duds in there. Week 8 was Texans-Dolphins. You Two wanna be, playoff teams, though. Maybe you want to see the Texans-Dolphins. Dolphins were fighting. I know. Not a great matchup. Now, Week 9 is... Well, first of all, no one wanted to tune in because it looked like it was going to be a bad game. This is the Nick Mullins game. 
Yes, the Raiders. <laughs> yes. So you're tuning in to watch, you're tuning in to watch Gruden, but they lose the Garoppolo, yeah. you know, the guy. Yes, yeah, so Nick Mullins goes game. goes goes for three <laughs> touchdowns, and he was incredible. He was incredible, locked oh in his starting role for this year. Right, week ten. This was the game that everyone was like, "We got to get up for this game." It was Steelers Panthers at the mm-hmm. time. The Panthers were as high as you can get. Yeah, the Steelers. The Steelers though. Steelers. 52-21. It really yeah. wasn't even that. It was close. Yeah, it really wasn't that close. But that was a fun game. You were tuning in. You were like, "What is happening now?" I was at the Flyers game during that and was watching that in the bar while watching the Flyers yeah. game, partially because of Juju guys. But week eleven was Green Bay Seattle. Yes, twenty-seven twenty-four victory by Seattle. It was a it was a great matchup. Aaron Rodgers before the team fell. I mean, they were they were struggling anyway. But I mean, I mean, you're tuning in to watch two great quarterbacks. Week 12, thought it was going to be kind of a bad game. It was, well, now we're at Thanksgiving. I'm going to let the Thanksgiving slate go because that's kind of already set. So we're going to skip past Thanksgiving. Week 13, what we thought was going to be a, a blowout was the Cowboys upsetting the Saints in a defensive struggle. And then mm-hmm. and then we get to um, week 14, which is where we got to talk Derrick Henry go complete savage. On the, we thought after the Jaguars shut out the Colts, remember that? Yeah. And then and then Derrick Henry goes for 238 yards, including maybe the best touchdown run in NFL history. Yeah. His 90 yard touchdown run yeah. is something that he's going to watch for the rest of his life because that guy went complete and total ham on it. I mean, yeah. it was incredible. And then we talked about it. Chargers, Chiefs. Jordy, first of all, lay out the seat. Go ahead. Why was it like that's one of the games that you wish was the finale? Uh, just remember, they don't do it anymore. But they had the Sunday night game in Week Seventeen. It was a game to determine everything. Like that would have been the perfect way to, to right. determine that. But yeah, the Chargers might be the most least talked about team in all football. Oh yeah, easily. You got this team, by the way. Easily. With a, if a, a couple things fall their way, could be the number one overall seed or the fifth seed. Like. And there's really not a lot of in-between. I know they could be the second, but, but I mean, at this point, could you – let me ask you a question. Could you argue that the two best teams in the AFC? Easily. I think so. You could make an argument that the two best teams in the NFL. I'm not disrespecting the Saints. I'm not disrespecting the Saints. That's close. They're definitely top two. But they're I'm definitely you, in the top four. You said – you put they're, the Chargers – They're top four. Chargers-Saints might be an even yeah. on a neutral field. And the Chiefs the same way. Gonna, yeah, I I mean, from what we've seen, the, the Chiefs recently, in terms of struggling to hold leads, they've been tough that way. Yep. And this game is no different. Yeah. They're up 14. Yes. Phillip Rivers. Remember the, remember the LL Cool J? Phillip Rivers goes all Phillip Rivers on him. That's what he did. Well, not only that, they weren't even they didn't even have their best team out there. No. Oh. They're missing their top two running backs, Gordon and Eckler, uh-huh. and Keenan Allen went out with an injury. And Hunter Henry. And yeah, well, I mean he's having yeah, a great Hunter season. Henry. He's having a great season. Yeah, can't wait to yeah. see the matchup with Derek Johnson. Yeah, yeah. It was Spencer Ware was gonna no. It was a great matchup. It was a great matchup. I know the Chiefs yeah. with the hunt issue are out and Ware wasn't there, but they, they still have all their wide receivers on the field, if you will. No, but their running backs were fine. Don't don't think, oh, Kareem Hunt. You know, all the shit he did. It's an Andy Reid offense. Yeah. It's what they do. Exactly. Figure out how to run. Right. Their running backs were fine. Chargers, not only do they come down and and Phillip Rivers gets them into the end zone to be down a point. In Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. In December. That's Eric Berry coming back. Yes. And it was an emotion. Did you watch the start of that game when yeah. Eric Berry oh. comes out of the tunnel? They had the cameraman right big, behind I them. I love Eric Berry's great. It was incredible. But that two-point conversion... Something completely broke down on the Chiefs defensively. Well, they broke it down. They actually broke down the actual okay. play. So they ran that play 
the same play, other side of the field on the touchdown. That, but it went. So they did on. So basically, they ran the play, but the 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 Chiefs ran it properly. What they did on the on the two point mm. conversion is Rivers brought a man in motion. He crosses behind. So what happens is the split second that motion occurs, the Chiefs defenders need to communicate. And it looks like they communicate. Well, they do a hand signal to each other, like, I'm taking this guy, you're taking that guy. Okay. Then they didn't. And then Mike Wilson's wide open. But when you watch the breakdown of the play, like holy shit. And it shows you that what you this is why you need to watch this is why listening to a Romo or watching like the film breakdowns oh, and oh, <laughs> the film breaks always oh, better than Witten. The film breaks down on NFL that's, Live. It's not saying much. Is so is so important because they show you the little things, the intelligence of the communication that goes into these kind of plays. We always think it's their athletic ability, but it's not. It, it's a lot of it's what they can do in their like no. this. It's it's a moment of Rivers brings a man in motion to to make the defenders make decisions because as soon as a, as a defender, as soon as you make had to make a decision, that's where the lesser defenders. Like Chiefs cornerbacks, no offense to them, but they're not that great, make mistakes. Yep. And they did. And Williams was wide open. Yeah. Mike Williams. Coming out of nowhere with Big this matchup. Game. Big game, Williams. I I want to go back and listen to our podcast because I don't remember who I picked, but I, I liked the Chargers. And and I got to tell you. I think both were big on the Chargers. Their defense with Bosa back is, is of the top – they to me of the top four teams, right? So I include Texans, Patriots. I'm gonna take the Patriots right now. I, I know the, the Steelers beat them. Patri- Texas, pa- Texans, Patriots, Chiefs, Chargers. They are they are right behind the Texans defensively. Okay. Because they now the Texans pass rush. We're gonna get a close up look of it. It's really really good. Yeah. But this Chargers team is complete across the board. You get Gordon back healthy. You get Eckler back healthy. Allen comes back from the hip injury. They might be the most complete team in the AFC. I like that. And you know Rivers wants this. Oh More than God. anything else, this man is getting older. He wants a championship. He deserves one. Could you see him hold his new baby Which and the Lombardi trophy? All of them? And All eight kids? Well, no, his wife's pregnant. Oh, his again? Pregnant. Yes, the ninth kid. They're just getting a full team. But yeah. he holds the baby in the, in the Lombardi trophy, like double Simba style. I'm not trying to jinx them. Gut reaction. Chargers final two games versus the Ravens on Saturday at the Broncos to close it out. Chiefs Sunday night football in Seattle then versus the Raiders. Who is number one overall seed? So let me bring up one thing. I Chiefs have, have the tiebreaker. I have to take the Chiefs because no. we need the Chiefs to beat the Seahawks. No. Eagles need the Chiefs to beat the Seahawks. Yep. So with that being said, I do think the Chiefs end up with the number one seed. I, Who would you rather the Chargers go to? Back to Pittsburgh, where they had a huge win. That's true. That's assuming because they would beat the Ravens. We're assuming that the order stays the same way. Yeah, right? we're assuming the order stays the same way. Or to New England. Steelers. Yeah. You, you, look, you, you, you we'll get, we'll, let's talk about it now. You, the Steelers beat the Patriots, and Brady, Brady and the offense were anemic. Um, That's the other big That and the Eagles, which we're going to talk about in depth. To a certain degree, but the minute you like, well, this is look, the minute you count out 
The pa- uh, it's like a weekly thing with the Patriots, right? Yeah. They dominate a team, they're amazing. They lose to a team, they're, they're Brady's done. This so, is this team is fine. Yeah, you do not panic over this team. You're making a mistake if you panic over this. team. The Patriots have a strength of victory, which is just the average, like the the aggregate record of the teams they've beaten. Yeah, of five forty over five hundred. The next highest team in the NFL to have in strength of victory is the Giants who are 5 and 9 in other words they're 5 wins and it's a lot easier to have that when you're an under 500 team of playoff teams the closest team to them in terms of strength of victory is the Saints at 4 at 474 and in the AFC it's the Texans and that's because the Patriots have beaten both the Texans and the Chiefs right right They've beaten... Yeah. Do they beat the Chargers? No, they haven't played the Chargers. Oh, they, they didn't Yeah, they didn't play, play the Chargers. Yeah, no, they played the Chiefs because the Chiefs won, and the, tech, the Chiefs won the division. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. By the way, by the way, just because everyone was, was panicking, they played the Bills and the Jets at home to end the season. Yeah, the, if you they're think fine. The, if you think the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs, you're... Get out of here. You're crazy. Let's talk about the Patriots' problem at the moment was offensively. Yeah. They come into Pittsburgh, who needs this win... No. More than the Patriots. I mean, flat out needs this win more yeah. than the Patriots. The place is rowdy and loud, and Pittsburgh has an underrated defense, and a very good pass rush, and they've got they've got enough in the secondary to get it done. No. Oh. Now, I thought the Patriots. I thought they they've had this struggle all year though. Yeah, of well, where they haven't been fully able to get it going. Offensively. I also think they're getting a little too. Look, they've got a couple great running backs, but you always expect Belichick. To, to poke your weakness. Yep. The run defense is a strength of the Steelers, and yet they kept going with Michelle. At some point, Brady... And by the way... Michelle who's banged up, yeah, too. I would have liked to see a lot more of James White. Maybe not as much Burkhead, but a lot of seem to... This team will be fine. They're going to walk into the playoffs with a home game. Yeah, they might have to play the Chargers, but if they end up with the, with the, with the third seed, which they're slotted for now, they're going to play the Ravens or the Colts or the Titans... Good teams, beatable teams. Beatable teams. In a wild world, the Browns. I know you still have hope. I mean, they need, They basically need... They need the Dolphins lose out, the Ravens lose out, which yeah. would include them beating the Ravens in the yeah. last week of the season, the Browns. And then the Colts and the Titans both lose this week and then tie. The Colts-Titans tie in Week yeah. 17 would be how the Cleveland Browns yeah. get in. Don't remember, this is the NFL. Teams look bad week in and week out. Right now, you want to give me Josh Gordon... Julian Edelman, you know Chris Hogan, whatever wide receiver core they have, Gronk, who's gonna get it going. All right, it's it was a cold, tough environment. I also think Belichick's intelligent. Oh yeah, he knows there's no reason oh, you to think press that. There's hot no, take there. I know there's a hot <laughs> take right. There's it's a cold ice cold take. There's no reason to get Gronk hurt right now. No. Yeah, he's on the field. It's fine. So I am a hundred percent. Although, fun stat for you, the Patriots have never made the playoff. The Super Bowl, excuse me, unless they've been a one or two seed. Okay. Every Super Bowl they made and they've won, they've been a one or two seed. So the week off is nice. By the, by the way, I do hope that the Patriots are the two seed. You know why? Because that, that was me and the Eagles beat the Texans to to flip them, right? Because it's, it's that's a good point. So we 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 as. Eagles fans are rooting for the Patriots. Selfishly, yeah. To be the two seed. I don't care what they do. They're going to be the two seed. Well, they, they're they rooting for us. Don't 
we own their destiny right now. Come on, Boston. Bring the love down. Bring Greg. it down. Bring Greg. it down. Yeah. Come, come, my child. <laughs> the Jack, visual meme, Jack Nicholas nodding. Yeah. Steelers, Steelers yes. still yes. need to stand up a little bit. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I'm, Finally missing the running back. I, yeah, they, oh, they absolutely were in that game. I mean, Ben in that offense played really well. And you'd expect that. I mean, they always do, especially at home. Um, I would, it really was shocked at the final score. I thought it was going to be at least in the 30s. But yeah, I think that, I think you're almost locking in close enough to Chargers Steelers as that probably Saturday night showdown. Fun game. It'd be a lot of fun. A rematch. We'll see what happens with it, though. You know, you you thought you had that with the Jaguars coming into to Pittsburgh last year, and we saw what happened there. Of you know, the Steelers won't lose at home twice. Right. Hard to beat them, and you know, the Steel Curtain, blah blah blah. So we'll see with that. Um, the rest of that hunt, we kind of mentioned it. The Browns are still hanging on there, however they are. The Dolphins, there's two teams. I'm going to talk about the Dolphins. We talked about the Titans a little bit. We saw a lot of what we'd seen the previous week. Um, Dolphins looked terrible against the Vikings. They did. They, they finally, I think they're starting to come back down to earth. I think we're starting to see the, the tail end of that. I still think, by the way, it's a really good... It's a great bounce back here for Miami. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I think we're starting to see them come back to earth. And I think uh, on the way out, the team I want to mention, and it's a great transition over to the NFC, is the Colts, who looked fantastic like against, the, against the Cowboys. Couldn't we look for Anyway. But we've been saying that you, more than I have, have been saying this all year about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck... He's, looked like the 2014 Andrew Luck who almost beat the Patriots. He's a he great looked like that against against a Cowboys team whose defense has been ex- has been fantastic. Yes. It's been one of the best defenses in football in the last yes. month and a half. Almost at 4,000 yards. Yep. They'll get there. It would appear. Um, 34 touchdowns with with a other than T. Y. Hilton a a. A well, only thirteen interceptions. That was one of his problems. Was the interceptions? Ty Hilton, other than Ty Hilton, like Eric Ebron, who's had a great season. I, I and I'm 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 very impressed with Ebron this year mm-hmm. to bounce back. Twelve touchdowns. Other than those two, Chester Rogers, Ryan Grant, Dontrell Inman, like these guys. Former Eagle Marcus Johnson, I believe, is on that roster. Yep. They've got very little in the passing game. They've got a decent running back core, Marlon Mack, uh, uh, Naim Hines. They've got some guys, but but really, this has been a story about Andrew Luck carrying a very undermanned roster, but a better defense than you can hurt. But once again, a very undermanned roster. I am more than impressed with this team. If you don't know who Darius Leonard is, though, you need to watch a Colts game. Rookie linebacker has a hundred and. 46 tackles, my friend. Seven sacks. Insane. Four force fumbles interception. Rookie out of South Carolina State. You find guys, right? I was watching a little bit of this game. He is everywhere. Oh, yeah. I want... Is he you laid out Zeke? Uh, on the jump? Yeah. He came, yeah, 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 yeah. He did, he, yeah, somebody, yeah, he came and hit Zeke after he jumped. Yeah, after, yes. he, after he hurt him. Which, yeah. by the way, and this is, I, I obviously don't like Zeke, but 
I'm glad finally a defender did that to a running back. Yeah. They need to do it more. It happens. The hurdling, for those that didn't see Ezekiel Elliott hurdled over a Colts defender, and this guy comes and gives him a big shoulder. The hurdling has become so much more prevalent in the last couple of years that you're absolutely right. It's great that somebody finally just laid into somebody. Right, right. So, (laughs) Leonard was a second-round pick. At a South Carolina State. By the way, well, let's. Talk, I want to bring up one other thing about the Colts while we have them here. They built this line, offensive line, and they capped it off with Quentin Nelson, who is as good as as there is in football. Um, Leonard was not considered a great second round pick. In fact, it was. They were kind of like, oh, really? Like that's who you drafted, so and he's turned out to have 140. I think I believe he leads leads the league in tackles, if you will. Okay. If you will. So I was very impressed. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but very, very, very impressed. Um, this team has done a good job rebuilding a roster that has absolutely struggled in the past. So I'm very, very, very impressed with 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 what they've done, and, and quite frankly. Watch out. Watch out oh, for the yeah. Colts moving forward. If Luck can stay healthy, by the way, from his mysterious return to be a snowboarding injury. Um, oh. Yeah. And they've gotten Luck covered. I thought he might have the, screwed up the shoulder turning yeah. pages in his book. Club. No, no, no. Great, great, great defensive line. Um, yeah. Once again. Just I mean, Colts go Giants-Titans to close out the season. We mentioned that before. Uh, the aforementioned ways that the, uh, the Browns can get into the playoffs. But the Ravens, you know, they close out the season. They play the Browns in Week 17. I believe they play the Bengals this week um, in a big showdown there, at least for the Ravens to keep that six-seed hope alive and, and all that good stuff. No, no, no. Bang- uh, Ravens play the Chiefs. No, no, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle plays the Chiefs. Uh, the Ravens Is it the play ben- this week. That was a big game for them. We just oh, they play the, the Chargers. The Chargers, Chargers, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, we're just talking about that. Um, yeah, but... It's pretty insane how the AFC is... I mean, both conferences are still wide open yeah. in terms of who's still alive, who's got what going on. Um, Just because talking about the Ravens, they yep. play the Browns in Week 17. They do, yeah. Watch, if something goes right... I mean, a lot has to go right for the I know, I playoffs. Know. And I'm a little bummed... If you're a Bra- if you're a Cleveland fan, what a season! Be excited! I mean, holy Get excited. shit! We I think we both poked the over when we were sitting right here doing our AFC preview. Yeah, but I would not have thought six games. How about this, man? Baker Mayfield is four and two since Hugh Jackson got fired, and Hugh Jackson only won three games in forty of forty that he coached. They're four and two since then. The future is very bright for those Browns. Finally, after years of saying, oh, they have the best roster in the NFL, this, that, the other thing, all the draft picks they've accumulated, blah, blah, blah. Good for them. Good for the Browns. NFC, though. Let's look at this. Obviously, the Eagles beating the Rams really opens up a lot of stuff. If the Saints were to lose tonight, it really keeps... Everything completely wide open because the Bears beat the Packers and are really in the midst of you know an incredible year, an incredible run for Mitch Trubisky and, and Co. And now, if if New Orleans were somehow to lose, Chicago now has, has has things to play for in the last two weeks. You almost would have said to them, if say the Eagles lose to the Rams, the Saints win tonight, 
if you're the Rams or if you're the Bears, you almost just pack it in and say in the next two weeks and say, we'll take the three seed, we'll take a home game. Yeah. But now you don't have to. Now right. you actually have to play. Right. Which is good for the Eagles. Oh, it's great for the Eagles. Because they have to play the Vikings late. Yep. Yep. Um, the NFC is wild. Oh. There's less teams alive, but there's so many more different possibilities oh out there. I mean, it's going to be incredible. And honestly, right now, the Saints, I know they're the, the quote-unquote favorite. They're, they've scored six total points yeah. against the Panthers. Divisional game, though. Divisional I game. I understand that, but you are the number one. And the Panthers are better than their record. i got to say that. I, I, I'm not a Panthers guy. I'm not a Cam Newton guy. They're better than their record. Um, they need this game, quote-unquote, more than the Saints. But that being said, the Saints have an opportunity to take a stranglehold in their number one overall seed. They gotta find a way to win tonight. Um, I'd argue it's a pretty wide open conference, but wide open conference. Uh, well, I mean, I guess honestly, I think both conferences. I mean, I, I don't. I know there's like I know the Chiefs are the number one seed, but I don't trust their defense. No, I'm trying to figure out Houston. Like, like I know that Houston has a lot of wins, but do I trust them in a playoff game? No, no, right? totally They've not. Got no pedigree there. We talk about the the Patriots having holes. The Steelers have definitely have their issues. I like the Chargers a lot. And they're one of the most complete teams in football. Yep. But um, what is the NFL going to do if the if the Texans get a bye? Who are they going to put in on Saturday afternoon of Wild Card Weekend? That used to be the Texans game. I know. Who are they going to do? And then and once again, I there's just there's just every team seems to have an issue. That's why most people thought the Saints were going to take a stranglehold. The Rams. For as good as the Rams' record is, yes. offensively, they've lost guys and it's killing them. Oh, yeah. The loss of Connor Cup, the Cooper Cup, is a... Is a it's it, humongous. It appears devastating. Because, you know what? Robert Woods had been having a pretty solid year and now has to be the guy and he, he hasn't looked solid. Right, and he's not. He's a, Robert Woods is he's a good. perfect number two receiver Great in that number offense. number two. Because Cup plays out of the slot. Exactly. Yeah. Cooks is not a guaranteed number one, though. No. He's a great player, no. but he's, he's more of a... He's not a Julio Jones. He's not an Antonio Brown. Remember, there's a reason why New England let him go. Yes, and there was why the Saints let him go. I know the Saints that was first round pick, but um, a high first. It was a thirty second pick. Um, so, the, so the Rams and the Rams defense for having Aaron Donald, yeah. they didn't. Well, once again, you're going to pay for that defensive line, which, by the way, has they overpaid for Dante Fowler. Donald is great, but what the Eagles basically said, okay, we'll double team, we'll double team Donald. Yeah. No one else can beat us one on one. No. Michael Brockers is defensive tackle player, defensive end. Adama Kinsu does not look like the same player, and Dante Fowler, Fowler looks overrated. And at a, he mean, looks really overrated. It's a reason the Jaguars let him go. Third overall pick. Yeah. And then linebacker core doesn't have a lot going on. Defensive backfield. While well, Peters is getting smoked everywhere, there's a re- By the way, the Chiefs let Marcus Peters go yep. after an elite first season with them. You don't just let an elite cornerback walk. Mm. Talib's been injured, so Talib looked like shit against the Eagles last night. Alshon Jeffrey made him look like a child. Yeah. So anyway, I digress. Still seven six, and the Saints moving the ball at all here. Take a look. Yes. Yep. They're in there. No. Wait. They're on their own nineteen. Never mind. Yeah, they, they went backwards. They just went backwards. Sorry, we didn't update. It said they said they were on Carolina's twenty four. I was like, oh, nice. That's a field goal. By the way, I don't want to want to talk about it, but the Sixers are it's not looking good. 80, 84 to fifty six. in the third. Oh. Rudy Gay literally went off. He's got he's got nineteen points. Yikes! So yeah, we're gonna lose anyway. 
Let's look at the fin- at this week. Saturday, the Redskins-Titans. Actually a big game there for both sides. Both sides still very alive. Redskins with the, so, not the, surpri- well, the surprising win with Josh Johnson at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah, and then you have the Ravens-Chargers. Awesome Saturday night football game. Awesome showdown. This is what pretty much anybody's going to be tuning into. Is this a game, Matt, that we're going to have Thursday night football on Saturday? Is that what we're falling into? Yeah, I think they start doing that for... For Emmy purposes, that's why it's called that. But this is this is Thursday night football special. Yeah. Well, I mean, Uh-oh. look, it's the NFL. They can own a day Let's of the go. week. They're going to own a day of the week, right? That's what they do. Yeah. And, and But... I This is where I... I think if I wish they would get rid of like, I want to figure out the happy medium for Thursday night football. Yeah, I know we talked about how it was a pretty good year this year. It was. Um, I Which like is it. Bad I like yeah. because next year we're gonna expect these insane matches. Right, I know. I like that this late in the season they start to, um, they start to get rid of the Thursday night. because yeah. it's more fair for everyone. It, yeah. Guys, less chance of a guy getting injured. Yeah. Um, it's more fair for when the game's mad. The problem is i got to remember there's Saturday Night Football. Excuse me, my waiver wires. Oh, yeah. But it's a great Saturday night slate. You're right. It's fantastic. Why don't they take advantage and have more games on Saturday? Like do AFC one day, NFC I another think, day. I think they would, I think GM, I think owners would complain. Because so? you, you're getting a le- one less day of rest. Although, yeah, so. if you're, you know, once again, Chargers are right. The Ravens and Chargers both need this game. If it was like a team that didn't need the game, you get to play on Saturday and you get the actual week before the yeah. last week of the season. So it's not about those teams. But yeah, two great Saturday games. You're correct. Yeah. Probably see if I can find my way to see the Browns Bengals because of the importance of, of the Browns winning there. We like yes. that. On Sunday, this is Sunday afternoon yeah. slate. I don't care what happens, but the Buccaneers need to beat the Cowboys. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Beat the Cowboys. Could you imagine that? If that happened. I can. In Jerry World. I'd love it. It'd be insane. It'd be great. How the hell, by the way... Did the Cowboys get four or five weeks at home? Four of their last six. How the hell did they get that fumble? That's a good point. Guess what? Cowboys in the playoffs make. There the was a lot money. of. Just saying. I will say, we'll, and we're going to let this go quick because it's only you know a week and a half later of the. There was a lot of when the Eagles had a fumble recovery last night. Of, oh, we the Eagles clearly got it there. <laughs> we need as Philadelphians collectively. We need to all just let this go. Because it did annoy the absolute fuck out of me when in the first quarter of the Patriots-Steelers game, Jesse James catches it, and Jim Nance goes, James actually catches that one. Bro, it's over. I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like I was with you. I did not like that either at, yeah. at all. At like that all. Jim Nance does. Jim Nance, usually the consummate professional, and was for the whole day. Yeah. Uh, even though Tony Romo was telling him to speak sometimes. <laughs> um, anyway, but back to the Sunday. Cowboys, Bucks, Vikings, Lions, a uh, game you might have hoped would have been for more for you know, more on the line there. Um, Lions really, I mean, they're limping across yeah. the, the finish line now. Um, Giants, Colts, a game. Colts should probably win big considering what they just did to the Cowboys. Jaguars, Dolphins, I mean, Dolphins are only four-point favorite, but you know, you never know with a in-state rivalry there. Bills, Pats, forget it. Uh, Packers, Jets, yikes. Falcons, Panthers, a game that should have been great, and now, depending on what Carolina does, could have some meaning if Carolina holds on and pulls this out. But New Orleans, 
He's starting to put together some kind of a drive. Yeah, I mean, really aside from Steelers, Saints, the Eagles and the Texans, Chiefs, Seahawks, that's really about it yeah. this week of good games. But I'm going to tell you something. I, there's a, I've, I've got a nice overload. Yeah. So it'll be nice to not have to like flip thousands of channels. My, yeah. Most of my fantasy is coming to an end. So we have to really be able to focus. You would think it is. It's week sixteen. I know you're what your one. League I got a couple goes, leagues. Yeah, your one league goes through seventeen. And, you and don't the other do. league, I'm in the finals. I'll be in the finals in. So that'll be. Oh, not a big deal. Well, it'll be a big deal. Well, no, 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 no. But I guess. Oh, well, wait, wait, time. But when you're in four leagues, you got to try to cover four leagues worth of players, and you're like, like looking around. Now at least I'll know. And most of my teams are not this. Most of the teams that look, the teams that I'm still in with, have the same players. That's why I'm in the plus. Like, right? So if you're in the final, stack, if you have four leagues, up, yeah, I, well, Mahomes was a good pick in a lot of leagues. Didn't help us in our league. But anyway, this is a defensive showdown, by the way. Eagles, Titans. No, the Panthers-Saints game is still 7-6. Oh, yeah, still 7-6. But anyway, I will, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Hey, you got anything else? No, I'm excited. I'm really excited, excited to too. see some good bowl games. Yes. Friend. Excited for Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. We'll, we'll be Happy holidays we'll to be, everybody. We'll be hanging out. Yeah, we'll, we'll be together on, on we'll be together on Christmas Eve and probably doing some sort of we'll probably try to just have little mini bets of drinks on Christmas Eve watching Monday Night Football together. Maybe. Uh, which will be a ton of fun. Uh, but yeah, really excited for this week of football. Um, stay tuned. Thunderblog wise, of at some point, Greg and I are going to get a winter meetings recap. It's a big hopefully, net. should I like that? Hopefully, for the bullpen card, the baseball podcast, and the name of the feed. We need to search on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we need to do another blue line icing too, Greg and I. Our new hockey podcast where we've only recorded one episode. Yeah, okay. Flyers well, officially fire their head coach today. Call up Carter Hart. So we'll see if that actually works out. Twenty year old goalie. Um, but Matt, other than Lehigh at seven and two right now in, in basketball, that's all I got. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it's all football right now. Oh yeah. To me. Oh yeah. It's all football. This is it. I mean, this is I mean, it. This is the final push. Yeah. The Eagles keep giving us a lot of hope right yeah. now at seven and seven. Um, depending on how this game turns out, Carolina losing is the best thing to happen for the Eagles. Yes. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. I'm with you. That's going to do it for me, though. I, I love it. Thank you for hosting me, as always, of man. Of course. That's going to do it for us. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram, all that good stuff. If you need me to hear that again, go to the top of the podcast where I record my fun little intro. Manity, thank you, as always. Okay. I am the G-Man. Let's go, birds. <laughs>